the Ambitious Radio Network. Conversations with ambitious entrepreneurs and thought leaders. Are you an entrepreneur, startup junkie, or just someone interested in improving their leadership skills? If you're looking to be motivated, inspired, and uncover what it takes to get to the next level, listening to Ambitious Radio will be well worth the investment of your time. We have weekly engaging conversations with today's most influential thought leaders and entrepreneurs as they discuss their successes, failures, tipping points, and other priceless information that you can apply immediately after listening. Now, here's your host, Doug Parker. And welcome to the show today. Going to be a great program. We're so glad you're here, here on Texas Money and Business on KEXP, Experts in Business, 620 AM. I'm Ron Taylor and Doug Parker with Ambitious Radio Network is here, and we're ready to get a great show underway. Doug, welcome in. All right. Welcome to Ambitious Radio and the Ambitious Radio Network. Today, we have a fantastic guest. Before we get to that, we want to always thank our sponsors for making it possible. Grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. And most of the time, business owners need to personally guarantee any loans that their companies take out. That can be tough to do if you've got credit issues. So if you have less than perfect credit, go to repairmycreditnow.com for your free credit report evaluation. So we're going to be getting to know the ambitious entrepreneur. Today we're talking to Esther Spina, and she is the ambitious woman. She's a California girl who loved to grow up on the beach and loves shoes. It's what makes her fun, relaxed, and relatable. Fun, smart, talented entrepreneur, and dedicated to teaching other women how to be ambitious themselves. Welcome to the show, Esther. Well, thank you. Well, that's a great introduction. Well, I sound I tell you very what, ambitious. I tell you what, you you absolutely are. And whenever I was kind of going through and, and looking up a little bit uh, about you and, and just kind of researching you, I, you are even more ambitious than I originally thought. So, so congrats on all of your ambition and. You know, one of the things that I pulled up is, you know, the kind of definition, uh, a definition of ambition and and uh, and being ambitious. You and I talked a little bit about that in one of the pre-shows, and I think it said something like having or showing a strong desire and determination to succeed. And some people think of ambition uh, or being ambitious as something negative, but really, by definition, it's just really having a strong denier, uh, a strong desire to uh, to get out there and get something done. Right. You know, add on to that eagerly. Desirous, eagerly desirous of having success, wealth, power, uh, and all those things are good things. That those are all great traits that go along with being ambitious. Although, like you said, people will look at that and think ambitious can be negative. Now, for men, Doug, if Mm -hmm. I if you hear, oh, he's so ambitious, he's awesome. Sometimes, though, when you hear a woman is ambitious, what do you think? They think, oh, she, she thinks she's all that. Oh, what is she doing? So sometimes uh, an ambitious woman can have a negative trait, and that's what I'm trying to dispel is those myths of the ambitious woman. Right. You know, and, and that's kind of interesting, you know, how, uh, you know, sometimes men are treated one way and, 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 and women are treated another way, and as an uh, the exact same adjective that, that, that you're out there and being ambitious can be spun positively on one and negatively on the other. But mm-hmm. I love what you're doing. I love the positive attitude and, and what you're bringing and, and, and really helping other you know women and, and not just women. I mean, you help everyone. I've seen you in action before, but um, specifically you have a bend towards helping uh, women. And, and, you know, you've obviously got the, the book, uh, The Ambitious Woman. It was ranked number two on Inc.'s best books. And I mean, um, it, it really is just a, a great book. I've got a couple copies of it. I, I probably looked funny when I was going and buying them at, at one of the events with some some guy <laughs> going and buying them. But um, but but with that being said, um, you know, if you were to bump into someone, you know, whether it's at the airport or just at the mall, whatever the case is, and, and they look at you and go, you know, you're you're a pretty sharp uh, sharp lady. What what is it that you do? Give me like a fifteen to twenty second pitch of Esther Spina and what you do. I'm. The ambitious woman, entrepreneur, advocate for women, love to help and support people and help people succeed in their dreams and their aspirations. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, let's talk a little bit more uh, about yourself. Um, I see that that you mentioned that you want to help ambitious uh, women take action, but Let's talk a little bit about that. I mean, what what do you mean by take action? How would someone they 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 hear that they they see your enthusiasm and and 
and you know it's it's transferable. But how do you take someone and help put them in action? Maybe they're a little uh, introverted or withdrawn. How do you uh, help them get to the next level? Well, you know that expounding on that word ambitious, I think that you have to teach them to be ambitious because if you are ambitious you're going to be successful. You're not successful first and then you become successful. It, it's mm -hmm. Your amb ambition is going to make you successful. And that's why in my book I talk about the, the attributes that you need to be ambitious and you won't get them all overnight. And actually one of them is live an action life. You've got to determine that you're going to live an action life if you're going to be ambitious and be successful. So I want to teach them exactly how to do that, that it's definitely something you've got to have within you if you are going to be successful. And personally, it starts with you. I love to teach them that they are solely responsible for their success. It's not up to uh, their boss, their upline, their corporate uh, boss, wherever they're at, their husband, people that work for them, it's absolutely up to them. And I think once somebody realizes that they are the ones in charge, they are the ones that have must take action, a lot can happen. It can absolutely go from yeah. there. It's up to them to do it, no one else. And you've got to take massive action if you want to be successful. You have to take charge of your life and live it to the fullest each and every day. So that's just one of the things that I would help teach somebody to become ambitious is to take and live an action life. Gotcha, gotcha. So it's kind of the old, if, it, if it's to be, it's up to me. So you teach them how to, how to go out and, and ah, you know, make, make that happen. Yeah. So now, now I've met you several times and I've seen you, but I, I, in doing some research, I saw something about a worm farm. Now, when I look at Esther Spina, <laughs> I don't think of a worm farm. I can tell you that right now. But, but what was that I was researching? What was it that, that um, you said you learned some stuff from that? But but what were you doing worm farming? Well, you know, I talk about this a, a, a lot because some people look at my success and they see where I'm at now and they think I was always like this. Oh, my gosh, she's the lady on the stage. She's the lady in green. She's the successful, ambitious woman. And I always like to take people back to where I started from because I don't think that you should ever forget where you came from. That's probably the downfall of any famous or or successful person is they forget where they came from. I wasn't born in an entrepreneur family. I didn't go to college. I really didn't know anybody that owned their own business. My dad just worked in a shoe factory. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. So where did I get this entrepreneur spirit? Where did I become ambitious? And there's a couple, a couple milestones that happened along the way, one when, when I was 18 and I worked at um, General Electric and I became the first woman on the order desk where it was all men and I had to fight for that uh, and it took me about four years to ask for that position and that's when I realized, boy, I'm pretty ambitious because it takes perseverance, determination to get what you want. Shortly when I was married, uh, um, my husband and I were like a lot of other people, needing some extra money, wanting to make ends meet. I don't know. We were looking through a penny saver, one of those little magazines, and we saw, earn extra money, come to this seminar. Of course, we didn't know what it was. We walked in, and it is a worm seminar, believe it or not. That's crazy. <laughs> it, no, I know. And they were wanted you to invest money in a worm farm. And you would raise these worms and then feed them, and then they would multiply and duplicate, and you would have thousands of worms, and you would sell them to the Japanese for ecology reasons. So we purely looked at it as we thought we were going to be millionaires. We bought, invested $750 for this bed of worms, which is just worms, and then you have to buy all the feed food, and you feed them every day, and then pretty soon they multiply, and then 
that you have two beds, then four beds, then eight beds, then 16 beds. And we had a lot of beds, Doug. I mean, we knew how to raise worms. And <laughs> the hope was we were going to make lots of money selling them. Well, unfortunately, the company went out of business and we were stuck with a lot of worms. <laughs> and that's it. But you know what? That was one of the turning points as well of my entrepreneur spirit. I loved having my own business. I loved having the challenge, being an entrepreneur. So out of that really came where I am today. So you take all your successes, all your failures, and they're what make you and who you are in life. So you embrace that. So even though I was a failure at raising uh, the worms or getting them sold and we lost a lot of money, I knew something. I wanted to be an entrepreneur, and that's what I searched for after that. And I think I've been an entrepreneur ever since I've had a worm farm. <laughs> well, you know that's a, that's a great story because you know you, you, a lot of times people will say learn from other people's, and you know uh, mistakes is what you hear. Now, typically, I like to learn from other people's successes uh, mm -hmm. when I can. You know, when you're a kid. A lot of times your parent might say, hey, don't touch that. It's hot. You know, don't touch that. It's hot. And you touch it and it burns you. And you're like, hey, that's hot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've been trying to tell you that for a long time. We learn from from typically from our own mistakes. But when you can get around successful people, which is really part of what this show is about, trying to go find successful entrepreneurs, have an hour with them, ask a bunch of great questions that are ask questions that they can give great answers to to help other people be successful. And that worm story, you know, one of the things that I picked up right there is, I mean, your successes and your failures, that's what makes you who you are. Absolutely. And very few people, you know, if we lived in uh, an area where it sunshined all the time, it would be a desert. It's the rainy days that makes things green and makes you appreciate that sunshine. And, and so I, I know that uh, that's the case with you. And, and uh, that's, a, that's a great little story about, uh, about worm farming. It wasn't what I was expecting when I was researching it, but hey, there you go. Uh, now let's talk about maybe, uh, in addition to your book, is there any other books that you really like or maybe recommend that others read? Well, before I got into the networking uh, market, you really don't know too much about personal development. That's not talked about so much. When you either own your own business, you're supposed to know everything, or even in the corporate world, you just do what you're told. But when I got into direct sales network marketing, I saw that, wow, there's another element to this business, which is personal development. And I fell in love with that because I think that is one of the number one key things that you need to be successful in business is to embrace personal development and you never arrive. You, you, you never, ever get there and, and say, I know it all. I arrived. So I picked up a couple books early on in that career, which was one uh, was Beach Money by Jordan Adler. I love the beach, so it, it attracted and got my attention. And he's a person that went through 14 companies before he found one that he became a multi, multi-millionaire. And, and it was just so inspiring and so encouraging to me. So that's one that I love. Uh, to give to people if they need some inspiration from someone that was down at the bottom and, and never made it uh, until his 14th try. But a book that I try to read either annually or every other year is The Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren, just because you need that refresher. It's 40 days of reading about what's your purpose in life, you know, and to be driven in your life's goal. So those are two books that I think I would recommend to anyone. If they don't know why they're here on this earth or what their purpose is in the, in this world or they're trying to find out what their purpose is, and that changes sometimes yearly. That's why I pick it up and go through it very Good. often. Yeah, that's great stuff. I think, you know, and, and I looked up the title of that. I've, I've read it before, but I was just kind of brushing up in it. You know, in the title it says, "What on earth am I here for?" <laughs> mm -hmm. And and that's really good to you know just to be able to like you said take a refresher course and and look at that. 
Um, it's not a it's not a difficult read at all. It's broken down into forty days, so it's it's very manageable. Even if you're not a big time reader, uh, to to get right. that and, and go through it. So I really uh, I, I enjoyed that as well. Now, when, when it comes to quotes, do you have a favorite quote you like? Well, I think one of my mantras in business and what I what I try to teach people is to always discipline your disappointments because life, business, successes. Everything can be a disappointment. You are going to be disappointed in life. And I think that makes or breaks the person. And so I learned that early on when I was in outside sales. My manager and now my mentor taught me you need to discipline your disappointment because in sales, outside sales especially, you're always disappointed. Mm -hmm. And uh, what I mean by that is when you have a disappointment, you discipline it you you get it in check you if you're a woman you can have that outwardly pity party I say you know go for it take two or three minutes scream yell whatever you want to do have your pity party and then get back in the saddle and the best way I know to do that is change directions pick up a phone call another person and keep calling change the direction you're in until you get a yes until something changes don't just sit there and wallow in your disappointment because that is what makes people give up on their dream, their goals, and what they're doing. Absolutely. And well, so I want everyone to really understand that concept of disciplining your disappointment. I think that was a great explanation of that. And, and you know, you're going to be disappointed. There's things that are going to happen. If, if you're not... If you're not frustrated, disappointed, or, or something along those lines, you know at least once or once a day you're probably not doing enough. So uh, that's that's great to find a way to deal with it, and uh, you know to, to to turn it into a learning lesson that that uh, you can apply. So great mm -hmm. stuff there. So let me ask you this, Esther: What was your earliest recollection of wanting to be a leader or an entrepreneur? Well, that was the worm farm. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, that, I got you. That, yeah, that was the worm farm. I don't think. Before then, I really didn't really know what an entrepreneur was or what it meant to invest money or to have a business, even it was a little business. So that was probably, I got a taste of it, and uh, I've had done and many, many things since then. Some successful things and some not so successful things. Right, absolutely. Well, let me ask you this. Um, if someone... Um, or kind of researching you, and other than the worm farm deal, what would they find that you think they would find either interesting or surprising that would be kind of a little bit out of the norm? Oh, uh, about me personally or business-wise? What would e you? E either, yeah, just either one. Well, haha, I I know how to surf. Do you really? Yes, I do, and you know what? Just like riding a bike, I learned when I was in high school and about. 10 or 15 years ago, I went to Costa Rica. I hadn't picked up a surfboard in um, so many years, over 20. I could still ride that surfboard, so you could, never forget. Could you really? Well, that's cool. Now, what, is that you... hard to believe looking at me that I can surf? Well, I mean, hey, you, you know, you just never know. Sometimes people prejudge people, and, and I wouldn't have known that you were a surfer. And, and well, you know, with you growing up in California and a mm. blonde-headed lady, I could see that you would absolutely be a surfer. Now that you tell me that, but I wouldn't have known it without you saying that. Now, I love Costa Rica, so what, what part of Costa Rica did you guys go to? I have no idea. I couldn't tell you, but it was beautiful. Cool, 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 cool. Well, we'll wrap up this segment right now. And um, guys, uh, listeners, if you see something that you like, I mean, uh, you can go on and, and like us on Facebook or you can follow us on Twitter. Tune in after a brief word from our sponsors when we'll be talking more to Esther Spina about her career pursuits and her experience of becoming an ambitious leader and helping others become ambitious as well right after the break. start shopping for a car, you go in thinking that this time you're really going to get a great deal. Then the haggling starts. You have to fence with a salesman over the price, then verbally joust with a finance manager over the interest rate and all the extras they want to sell you. By the time you get out of there, you're glad to have escaped with your watch and rings. Stop the insanity. There's a better way. And that's to lease your next car from Autoflex Leasing. Call the leasing specialist at Autoflex and you'll find that getting your next car can be fast, easy, and fun. Your Autoflex specialist leases all makes and models, both new and used. 
They'll also pick up your trade-in for an appraisal and deliver your new car to your home or office. Imagine leasing your next car and never having to go to a dealer. Happens every day at Autoflex Leasing. To see for yourself, call Autoflex today at 817-972-234-1234 or reach them at autoflex.com. Autoflex Leasing, a better way to lease your next car. back in here on the program. So good to have you here on KEXP. Texas Money and Business and Ambitious Radio Network is underway with Doug Parker and a great guest today. Doug? All right. Becoming the entrepreneur, the ambitious entrepreneur, brought to you by all3reports.com. That's all the number three reports with an S.com. Many people only check their credit reports every three to five years. Maybe they're financing a home or purchasing a new vehicle. But if there's an issue, it could be too late to do anything about it. So speaking of a new vehicle, a wise person once said, lease what depreciates and buy what appreciates. So go to Autoflex Leasing. They offer a better way to lease your next car, America's largest independent leasing company. All right, today we've got Esther Spina with us, the ambitious woman. How are you, Esther? I'm doing fantastic, Doug. I love to hear that. You know, the interesting thing about entrepreneurs and leaders when you ask them how they're doing they never tell you terrible or pouty or whatever they say it's always a positive <laughs> and I think that's a kind of a common denominator for uh, successful uh, folks so um, speaking of that what would you say is you know kind of as an entrepreneur is one of the personal habits that you have that's contributed most to your success over the years well I take time for myself I I always get up every morning and take a few minutes to meditate pray and read uh, something, and then I exercise. Okay. I think that's just a discipline that I have in my life, and not that I do it every single day if there's exceptions, but I try for the most to start my day that way. And yeah, I, I think, think good stuff. if you can develop any kind of habits, that's going to lead you to be a disciplined, successful person, because discipline is absolutely something that you need to do to be ambitious. You've got to live a disciplined life. Mm -hmm. So be self-disciplined. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. So now let's talk about ambitious in general. So how did you come up with that as kind of your mantra? So I know that you're involved in Ambit Energy, as am I, and um, both of us kind of uh, have some different things, but it was it was kind of interesting when we, when we talked for the first time. Um, that both of us had this, you know, be ambitious and, and you've got the ambitious woman. But how did you come up with that? Yeah, I know. I love your radio show name. When I saw it, I was like, oh, my gosh, the ambitious radio. I love, love, love it. Yes, I I think, uh, yes, I was with, am with am, Ambit Energy. And I think my passion has always been, though, even before Ambit Energy, I'm just an advocate for women. I love it to empower women. I love to show them their greatness. Now, I love men, Doug, don't get me wrong, because I'm married, been married a long time. I have three sons, three grandsons, so I am definitely not a feminist. But I think one of my passions is to really help women be empowered and know they can do it. So I think along the way, I just did ambitious and put the woman on it, Ambitious Woman. I started with a conference, actually, and I called it the Ambitious Women Conference. Okay. And that from there is where I think I've got the title of my book, Ambitious Woman, and became the Ambitious Woman. Gotcha. But anybody well, can be ambitious. Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, speaking of that, that, that's a great kind of segue into your book. Let's talk about that a little bit, The Ambitious Woman. I mean, kind of who is your targeted reader? Well, my targeted reader is if you look at the tagline, what it takes, the ambitious woman, what it takes, and why you want to be one. But men don't be caught off guard with the ambitious woman because what I say is that this book is written for women and for men because men are going to find it an interesting read, not just for themselves, but it'll help them understand their ambitious women professionally mm -hmm. and personally. I'll just tell you a little story. I, I had the book written. I've never seen my husband read a book from beginning to end. Well, the books came to the house, the first books. He tore open the box. I didn't see him for a few hours. I thought, wow, is he going to read the book? I've never seen him read a book. He walks into my office and says, just looks at me and says, it's good. 
I'm like, okay, it's, it's really good. I finally feel like I understand you. And I started laughing because, oh, after all these years, he understands me because I wrote a book. And that is a true story where he finally understood me as an ambitious woman. So I think that's really important. Women will find inspiration, uh, dream, have visions, be encouraged. But men will also understand their ambitious women. And most men work work with women anyway, or they're married to one. So sure. they can also receive inspiration and um, inspiration and motivation from reading it. So that, that I think sounds, everyone. Yeah, that sounds great. I mean, I think that um, as a uh, as a man, I've I've just uh, my wife and I just uh, went. Uh, our 20 year anniversary. I struggled there for a minute, spitting out. I don't know why, but yeah, 20 <laughs> years um, of being married. And, you know, it was funny on our 10 year anniversary. I was like, does this seem like it's already been 10 years? It kind of, to me, it kind of seemed like it flew by. And she was like, it seems like it's been 20. So the other day, I'm <laughs> thinking, well, it's really been 20 now. What does that seem like? But um, as you get to know one another, that makes a huge difference. And, you know, there are some things, as you mentioned, um, that will help, you know, females from a, uh, you know, in, in being a, a an ambitious female because there's certain things that come good. In, I'm sure, um, you know, that you got to work on through that. But as a as a male reading that book, it may help you understand how to, uh, you know, work with uh, your wife or other ambitious women. It's just kind of seeing it from their perspective. So I think that's a great idea. Just because it's got. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ambitious woman. I don't think that's a great idea. So, unique benefits that maybe you offer to the reader. Is there anything in there that kind of stands out, maybe for the ambitious woman or, or someone that is um, trying to to become the ambitious woman? Well, I think the benefit to the reader is it's a compelling read, and it has a lot of personal stories, things that I've never shared with anybody. How I achieved my goals, because that's the question I'm asked everywhere I go: is how did you get to where you're at? What did you do? So I just laid it all out in it. And I also believe, though, you'll get a step-by-step process for being ambitious and achieving success. If you looked at the chapters, Doug, you know, I'm talking about living an inspired life, encouraging life, action life, dream life, determined life, empowered life. Wow, just goes on and on. Motivated life, humble, self-disciplined, loyal, persistent, consistent, passionate. Those are all things that I talk about with a story in mind on those attributes so that you can be the ambitious man or woman that you want to be. Because it is really about developing the traits that it takes to be ambitious. Mm-hmm. And most important in there is also, this is another one of those things that you don't seem to look at, but you need to be humble also while being ambition. You know, that really debunks the myths of what an ambitious woman really is because you put ambitious and humility together, but actually it is really a trait that you can develop in becoming ambitious as well. So I just talk about all those different things and I make it fun and personal for the reader. Sure, sure. That's right. You know, and I, I was actually watching or listening to a, uh, 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 an interview the other day with a uh, Navy SEAL, and he was one of the top of the top uh, over the years. And that was something he brought out was that humility and how big of a deal it is. Because when you're dealing, you know, in that situation with people's lives and and uh, defending our country, uh, you you don't necessarily think of a Navy SEAL as somebody with humility. You think them, you know, kind of you know kicking butt and taking names and yeah, doing whatever they got to do. But that's uh, that. That was one of the things that he really, really stressed a lot on was that humility, and so that's that's a that's definitely a big a big deal. Now, what fears maybe have you um, had over the years as you're starting up something new? So I know you you know the the first thing you did um, was your first experience with entrepreneurism, and it didn't quite work out, but. Um, you continued on, and and you've had some big successes. You mentioned some some failures along the way, but can you uh, really isolate or recall anything that maybe was something that you were fearful about? And and then how did you kind of persevere through that? Well, I think in any new venture, most people, including myself, they're fearful of failing, and always, you know, when I'm going to start a new conference, even writing the book. Uh, and writing the second book, there's always that fear that just creeps in you of, oh my gosh, it's going to fail. And I think fear of failure is something very strong in a lot of people, and including myself, but then 
that's where discipline comes in and you just have to break through and know where you're going and what you're doing and why you're doing it. There's, an, there's a book by Stephen Covey, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People that I love and I read often. And, and one of the habits in there is begin with the end in mind. So whenever I start a new project, whenever I'm going to have a conference or write a book or, or be, begin a new business, I always look at and picture what the end is. You begin with that because if you can begin with the end in mind, when fi the fear of failure or self-doubt starts to creep into you, you can go, no, I am going to look at the end result and keep going. And really purely, Doug, the successes that I've had, the, and even the failures, but mainly those successes, the only reason they happened is because I just didn't give up. So you've got to begin with that in mind. No matter what happens, no matter what valleys, no matter what you go through, giving up is not an option. That's good. So That's it's, it's a mindset. It really is a mindset that you have to develop when you start. That really is great stuff, guys. I mean, if, if you are you know, thinking about becoming an entrepreneur or you're thinking about uh, taking on some kind of new venture, I mean, the reality is, is that there's going to be failures and setbacks, but there's mm -hmm. a lot of success without taking – uh, risk. There's very little reward in this world, and and so you really have to jump out there and uh, make it happen. But but you know you, you just continue to throw out great books and great uh, information to our listeners, and we're so appreciative of that. Uh, let let me ask you this: What would you say is one of the biggest mistakes? Maybe you know I, we hear about the successes so much, but let's talk for just a minute about maybe a mistake that you made along the way. Well, boy, that's a deep subject. You didn't prepare me for that. <laughs> Uh, I think I've gotten a lot better at it. One of the things that people that are outgoing or extroverted, know-it-all, um, confident, sometimes they can push through things, and it's not always the best thing to do. So, for instance, you... Um, need to make a decision. I just have been going through it this uh, past uh, couple weeks. We had an opportunity to buy a business and boy, I could have made it happen. Um, but then you have to seek, you know, because I wanted it. But at the end of the day, it really wasn't the best thing to do. And probably 10 years ago, I've gotten in some bad deals just because I didn't take counsel. I didn't slow down. It was something I wanted and I rushed through and those things fail. I think you always have to, if you're not 100% confident and have peace about what's happening or a decision you should make, go to someone and get some counsel and be willing to let go of something you want because it may not be the best thing for you and things always work out that way for instance and I'll give you an, a good one is when we were in California my husband and I owned a very good uh, successful ceramic tile business for a lot of years a recession came and boy we just could not get out of the recession we tried everything you know we kept it going three years longer then it should have. We were just not going to let that thing go down, even though it wasn't our fault. It was just the recession. That when recession happens, sometimes people are just victims of it. And I know a lot of people were in the 08. It, they didn't do anything. It's just the economy collapsed. Their 401ks became pre-Ks. They lost equity in their home. They lost their jobs. Those aren't people's fault. That's just stuff that happens. But Finally, we were forced to close down the business, and because of that, we are in Texas, and our lives changed forever. You know, my brought my four little babies. They met Texas girls. I have Texas grandbabies. I found two new businesses. Well, if I would have just stayed in California and kept making that work, I was there three years too long because I was stubborn because that was what I wanted to do. That wasn't necessarily the best thing for me. Or for our family. So sometimes you just have to let go and know yeah. that it's all going to work out. And there's a fine line with that. You know, that morning thing, it's not a long thing. You know, I, you know, people have to ask themselves, do they wake up 
and grab their phone first thing and start texting and emailing or, or what do they do? If you will just take one or two minutes and evaluate your day, go through that day before you get up and get into this wild, crazy world, you're going to find everything just seems to be a lot more peaceful and fall into place. You know what? You're right about that. You really, really are. So after the break, we're going to be talking more to Esther Spina. If you like what you're hearing, subscribe by texting Ambitious to 69922. Standard messaging rates apply. See the website for full details. And again, right after this break, talking to Esther Spina and the ambitious things that she's doing now and what's next on Ambitious Radio. Here's another RepairMyCreditNow.com story. It's a day this family had dreamed of for quite some time. They were finally getting that brand new SUV. The salesperson at the auto dealership gave them the keys and told them to take it for the weekend. He'd prepared the documents and called them Monday morning. The kids had already installed the headrest DVD when the phone rang. Seems there was a problem with their credit they were unaware of. They'd have to return the SUV to the dealership immediately. Embarrassing to say the least. www.repairmycreditnow.com Hello, this is Doug Parker with repairmycreditnow.com. Do you have less than perfect credit, a repo, maybe some late payments, a collection account? Are they being reported accurately? Studies show that over 70% of Americans have inaccuracies on their credit reports. Where do you fit in? Go to repairmycreditnow.com for your free credit report evaluation. And remember, your credit is your future. If you want to get started now, log on now. RepairMyCreditNow.com RepairMyCreditNow.com www.RepairMyCreditNow.com Back in here on the show, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us here on KEXP. Experts in business, we certainly have a couple of great experts around the roundtable today here on the Ambitious Radio Network with Doug Parker. Doug? Are you thinking about expanding your business but don't want to spend tens of thousands of dollars on a new phone system? Consider grasshopper.com. Keep your existing number, multiple extensions, voicemails transcribed, and no new hardware. Grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. Today we're talking to Esther Spina, the original ambitious woman. And uh, let's talk about the ambitious things you're doing now and what's next. How are you, ma'am? I'm great. Good to be here. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So I know you're a multi-million dollar income earner with Ambit Energy. You're a published author, motivational speaker, and mentor to many. Um, You've got a conference, the Ambitious Women's Conference, and there's a couple of them this year, one in the Southwest, one in the Northeast. But tell us a little bit about what that is and, and how people could get engaged in that. Sure, I'd love to. That's kind of my baby. And it is the Ambitious Women Conference. It is for women. It's jam-packed. I have 25 successful, highly successful women in their industry and with their company speaking. And we just come together for the weekend. It's a three-day event. It's absolutely life-changing. This will be our eighth Ambitious Women Conference. I host it and some of the keynote speakers are Elizabeth McCormick who is a Black Hawk pilot who was one and Kathy Alexandra. Her mantra is yes I can. We've got sales training. We've got Tina Henderson with self-defense. We talk about image. Julianne Stickwick would be there. we Amy Applebaum with the Ambitious Women Success Club. It's just a fantastic weekend. So I want to invite anyone. You can check it out by just going to ambitiouswomenconference.com. And we okay. our motto is to educate, encourage, and engage all women to be the most highly successful in their business. You know, I think that's great. You know, one thing about successful people, and we've said this before on the show, but it's they have a plan, they stick to their plan, and they continue to educate themselves. And, you know, I'm speaking from a man's perspective, but Esther, you can correct me at any point if, if you feel I'm wrong about this. But mm-hmm. a lot of times when you have a group of women together and there's there's even one male in, in the group, um, sometimes they can just try to take over and dominate the conversation and it and it or dominate the environment. And it makes the some of the women that are maybe a little more introverted kind of kind of go back in their shell a little bit but if you've got all women there it makes it to where they can be a little bit more vulnerable and and talk a little bit more freely and openly and it sounds like that's the environment that you guys are creating by having an all women it's not that you're trying to keep men out you're just trying to make sure that the women are able to fully um you know get the full experience of what you're trying to accomplish well women need that there's no doubt and it's not that and it depends on the man 
if he overtakes or not because there's certain men that could be like that and then there's some that aren't they're just wonderful but the whole main point is let's face it we we don't teach or train better than men it's just that we do it differently that's just a fact of life so we like to educate encourage and engage women the way they want to be and so that's the really the whole purpose but it is really really a lot of fun and a lot a lot of teaching I think we have over 16 17 hours of training so that, that was one of the questions I was going to ask is what could someone expect and, and you said you know 16 to 17 hours and you talked about all the different self-defense and, and other things now let me ask you this and this is this may be a little bit of a personal question but you know what drives you to, to do these kinds of things because I know obviously you can make a little bit of money doing it or whatever but but there's more to it because I've seen your passion and how you um, you know promote these things so, so what is it that really um, drives you to, to do these things Really, it's just my passion. I think it's a God-given passion that's given to, something gifts are given to everyone. And for some reason, I just have that. Maybe because I've struggled as a young woman in a man's world, uh, being successful without a whole lot of training or educating or motivating. No, pretty much I'm a self-made person. And just really the last 10 years maybe really owned who I am. And I just want that for everyone, especially women. And I can only explain that that's just a God-given gift and passion. You know what? That's a great answer to that. I don't think you could have planned a better one. I love that. Um, so let's talk about mentoring. I know that you do a lot of mentoring to uh, folks. Um, but do you have anyone that's currently mentoring you or someone you're following, a CEO or anything along those lines that, that, uh, that you're kind of keeping up with? Well, I actually think everyone should have a mentor, whether they pay one or, or not. But I think lo- most all successful people follow someone. And I, I'll name two, one, one male and one female just to keep it equal, Doug. <laughs> um, I love John Maxwell and you know, teaches leadership, followed him for years. He's actually a pastor in San Diego many, many years ago. So I've, fo- I've been following him for years and years and years and years. And, of course, he's now written millions and millions of books and and talks all over the world. I love Christine Kane. She is a woman that has also got a passion for women and engaging them to be all that they can be so those are two that I follow like on almost a daily basis getting their emails and being inspired by them okay great well you know that kind of wraps up this segment very nicely at that and so it's very just ambitious times and if after what you hear a brief word from our sponsors we'll be discussing more with Esther about what she does to recharge her ambitious body mind and spirit right here on the ambitious radio network Hey, ambitious listeners, you hear us interviewing entrepreneurs all the time, and there's a common theme. They want to be more productive and improve their communication. As an ambitious entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. The Ambitious Radio Network recently partnered with Grasshopper to offer our listeners a special discount. Log on to ambitiousradio.com and click on the Grasshopper banner in the bottom right-hand corner. Get a new business number or keep your current one. Sound professional with a main greeting and multiple extensions that forwards callers to your mobile phone or others in your organization. Get a toll-free free number or local number for your business with multiple extensions. Set up each extension with custom call forwarding to any phone in the world. Get your voicemails emailed to you as an audio attachment or transcribe an email. Keep business calls separate from your personal calls. Plans start at $12 a month with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Remember to click on the Grasshopper banner at ambitiousradio.com for a special discount for our listeners. Join the over 150,000 small business owners that have stayed connected with Grasshopper. See how Grasshopper works? It's the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn the world into your office. And we're back in here on Texas Money and Business. Good to have you along here on KEXP, Experts in Business at 620 AM. I'm Ron Taylor. Hope this information is uh, beneficial to you, and we certainly appreciate uh, Doug and his guests today for being on the program. Doug Parker with Ambitious Radio Network. Doug? 
All right, recharging the ambitious body, mind, and spirit made possible by RepairMyCreditNow.com. Having bad credit can be really draining, and it's okay to not be okay as long as you're on the road to being okay. So let RepairMyCreditNow.com help you get back on track. And many ambitious listeners would prefer to listen to a book as opposed to reading them. I know that's me. So we've teamed up with Audible.com to offer you one free audiobook. Just go to AmbitiousRadio.com and click on the Audible banner on the page. Today, we're talking to Miss Esther Spina, best-selling author and the Ambitious Women Movement. Welcome back to the show, ma'am. How are you? Fine. Great. Well, great. Well, this is kind of the rapid fire end of the show, and it's hard to believe it's already here, but we just want to kind of talk about what you do to kind of recharge and those kinds of things. But what would you say, what fills you whenever you're kind of feeling a little drained? That doesn't happen very often. (laughs) I got you. I got you. One of the things that, uh, and everybody's different, but I am from California. I love the beach. And of course, I live in Dallas-Fort Worth area. The closest beach is seven hours away. So that I, it's not like I can just get in my car and drive right there. But if I learned anything, because I am kind of a workaholic and I could work 12 hours a day and go 70 hours a week plus and still love it. But I've learned that I need breaks. And that takes discipline in my life to be able to take the break. So I will always schedule a little trip down to Corpus Christi. I ended up buying a condo there. And I don't know what it is, but something about going over a bridge and seeing water just relaxes you. I leave all my troubles work behind. So if I'm ever feeling like I've just worked myself out or I need a break, I'm just going to head to the beach, even though it's seven hours away. Gotcha. That's, That's great. That's my getaway. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the Texas beaches aren't quite uh, California beaches, but I guess, hey, going over the bridge, seeing the water, you know, kind of it kind of does the same uh, mental thing. Now, do you have a favorite place uh, that you like to go on vacation? Well, I love anywhere on the beach. Like I said, I've been to lots of beaches. I, I love Mexico, the Maya Riviera is probably one of my favorites. Any of those beaches over there, um, I'll try to always, like you love Costa Rica. You said you go there a couple times a year. I always try to get somewhere in Mexico Good, good during good, the good. year. Yeah, absolutely. Now, let, let me ask you this. So when it comes to rest, so so like you, many entrepreneurs, you know, they they work, 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 and that's, you know, kind of one of the separators um, because they just put in more effort than other people do. Now you hear work smarter and not harder, and you know mm. I'm the kind of guy that I I tend to work smarter and harder, or at least uh, what I right. try to do. But um, but with that being said, sleep and getting rest. You know, you mentioned about taking breaks when you're starting to kind of overwork a little bit. But on a on an average day, what does an average day look like for you? I mean, what time do you typically go to bed? What time do you get up? How many hours do you sleep? You know, per night, those kinds of things. Well, again, I'm pretty disciplined on that because I do try to get up no matter what's going on by 7.30, have my little devotion, go and work out, get back to the office by 9.30, 10 latest. Depending on what's going on, what meetings, I could probably work till 10 that night. <laughs> but to me, it's fun. I like it. My business sure. and just talking to people. But I can take breaks during the day if I have to go shopping or go do something with the grandkids or have lunch with someone, I'll do that. But my day is probably from about 10 to 10. Now, I used to think, uh, be a martyr and think that, oh, I only get four or five hours of sleep. But the older I've gotten and the more wiser I've gotten, I really do try to discipline myself to get seven or eight hours because you need it. And, mm-hmm. I, and you're going to just feel so much better. Like I could go to bed at 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning and get up at 7. That's what I would do for years, but that's not good. So I've really changed my thought on that, and I really do try to get my 7 or 8 hours asleep because it's more healthy for you. Yep. Yeah, you hear about all these people. Or not all of them. Sometimes you hear about some of these folks that they can they can operate on you know three or four or five hours of sleep a night. I don't know how they do it. Um, and my excuse is that I just I run so hard during the day I got to get that sleep at night. But um, mm-hmm. but with that being said, I think it's great that that you mention um, you know that seven to eight hours because that's really what uh, what's prescribed for uh, for pretty much everybody. So really the kind of the last question I've got for you is um, you know with our listeners out there the ambitious uh, listeners you know what what could they do for you if they wanted to get in touch with you how would they go about doing that or, or is there any ask that you might have of our listenership? 
Well, I'm real easy to find estherspina.com. That's my website, and you can see what I'm up to with my books and get in contact with me there, esther at estherspina.com. The Ambitious Woman's also available on Amazon. Okay. If anyone is out there and they really are serious about becoming a serious businesswoman, ambitious, and they just haven't quite got there, I would love for them to visit my success club that I co-founded with Amy Applebaum. It's Ambitious Women Success Club. Okay. Just take a look at the website. That's a ongoing coaching on demand success club. Nothing is out there like that. So if for all those people that say, yeah, that sounds all great, but I just don't have a mentor. I, I can't do it. I'm stuck. I want to be an entrepreneur and I'm not. How do I learn all those questions that are stopping you from realizing your dream and seeing that end in mind? I really, if, if you didn't hear anything else, I'd love for you to visit the Ambitious Women Success Club and check it out. I think that is life changing and I've seen hundreds and hundreds of women go through that and really up their game in their business. Well, you got it. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, but specifically ladies for, for that, I'm assuming, um, anything that uh, you might have missed on the show or if you tuned in late, we do have a show page for Esther. So just go to ambitiousradio.com and search for Esther Spina and then she, her page will pull up and we'll put links to the books that she mentioned and links to the uh, different courses that she has available. And I just want to thank you so much. I know we've been working on this for uh, for a couple months on, on getting you on the show, and we are so happy that, that you came on, and I'm sure our listeners will be too. Uh, thanks for, uh, for your time. I know how busy you are. And uh, one last thanks to our sponsors. Again, Ambitious Radio could not do without them. RepairMyCreditNow.com. And entrepreneurs and small business owners are always looking for great resources. If you need a logo or a website, 99designs connects the world with great graphic artists. Get dozens of designs uh, for your work for just the price of one at 99designs. Spend less time and get more. Start your design contest today. Tune in Wednesdays to Ambitious Radio when we interview thought leaders and exciting entrepreneurs that are changing the faces of their organizations. Remember, you can make money or you can make excuses, but you cannot make both. So go out there and be ambitious. Thank you for listening to the Ambitious Radio Network, hosted by serial entrepreneur Doug Parker. Join us weekly as we have engaging conversations with ambitious entrepreneurs and thought leaders on topics that can be applied immediately after listening. Like what you've heard? Listen to other interviews at ambitiousradio.com or subscribe on iTunes.